All right, Joe, here goes the coin toss. You ready? Are you ready? Yes. Call it, call it for hot gravy or, or smells toast. Tails for toast. It is heads for hot gravy. I <laughs> love you, Mike. I can give you more grief than I give hot gravy. Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who are bringing their unique blend hilarious. of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. <laughs> that's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy. From comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, tune in to Wise and Nerdy and join in the fun. But sometimes the fun is Joe getting so excited. He stands up and does the opposite of a strip tease and, and just kind of stretches his shirt down. And it's it's all these sci-fi dads of gaming nerddom or something. I, I was just so it's, like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing, Joe? What? It's not that kind of show, Joe. I don't understand why everybody believes you're the good one. It, it's, it's my Father's Day shirt. Remember how I told you I, about it? Yes, I remember. The, the Legend of Dad? Yeah. Children of the Wild? Yes. Has got uh, three and a half of his kids on there. <laughs> three and a half of my kids. He only claims half of one. I, mean, I don't know why. It is. It's a Mormon thing. I don't understand. They weren't born with a magic diaper on or something. It's whatever. Joe, we're, we're not here for that. We're here for this. It's the question of the week. We <laughs> so you actually posed this on the last or what so for those of you hearing this, you probably know we are not actually live. We are pre-recorded because it's either a holiday or Joe is deathly ill or Charles just couldn't be bothered to show up. <laughs> uh so uh we did actually just pose this on the last recording we did, but it could be weeks ago, months ago at this point. But Joe, you pose the question. What is your favorite or iconic fantasy slash sci-fi weapon? Oh yeah. Of course, I do like oh, the glaze, yeah. but I've got a couple. I've got actually I got one big one, but you're you're a little too excited for this. So nerd, <laughs> go ahead and nerd out, baby. All right. So this past week I rewatched one of my all-time favorite movies with my kids. And that movie is Tron. Oh, you're that kind of nerd. Gotcha. <laughs> and I like so it. I like the original. My my favorite fantasy or sci-fi weapon the disc, is it? is the light disc. Yep, the light disc. It's it's great for close combat, it's great for ranged combat, and it can be used as a shield. Plus, you know, it can store data, so that's pretty cool too. Yeah. I uh, played uh watched the movie, played it as a kid. Right. Now, I mean, the arcade game, which I did play that. I mean, we went out with Frisbees and put little markers up and threw them at each other. And you know, if you hit the marker, it was out and you'd fall in the pit if you, you couldn't stand on your <laughs> thing or whatever. Uh, well, and um, one of the it made me think of uh, my 3DS. One of the games that thirds. I, it's called a thirds of a thirds. Yeah. One of the thirds I bought. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, so one of the games I bought for my thirds uh is um kingdom hearts recoded okay and all right and in it so the kingdom hearts series it's 
a mashup of Disney and Final, um, Fantasy. Squ- Final Fantasy Square Enix stuff. Yeah. And um, in Recoded, you actually end up going to the, a Tron world. Um, and so that, that was fun being able to, to do that because every time you go to a different uh, place in that game, uh, you're character sora his outfit changes and well uh, to match the world yeah, game, yeah yeah so not just sora actually sora and donald goofy, and goofy and donald yeah um and so yeah i i really liked that section of the game it was actually a pretty short segment in that game but but it was fun good stuff uh well final fantasy is where i'm gonna go with my, Ooh. my weapons iconic are weapons you, are you gonna go with Okay, never mind. I'm not going to spoil it. You, you uh, say what you're going to say. Number eight with the gun. Okay. Blades, the, the, yeah. With, with, with a, I mean, just super oversized blade, but it was a gun at the same time, so you could do a slash and shoot. And Granted, was, it was well, the first Final Fantasy that I played all the way through and beat. And as an adult, it was the first Final Fantasy I'd played. I'd played some of the ones on Nintendo when I was younger. but So that does affect it. But yeah, the gun blade. Was one of my favorites. It, that's. I was wondering whether you're gonna go Final Fantasy VII's Buster Blade or whether you were gonna go with Final Fantasy VIII's Gunblade. So I actually don't know the Buster Blade. I never went back and played Seven. Oh, okay. So there's a big argument uh, amongst people of which is the best uh, Final Fantasy, and a lot of people will, will say Seven. Um, but I, I personally liked Eight better. Isn't that the one that they did a huge HD remake and only made half the game? Uh, it might even be less than half the game, but yes. Okay, They're, I did play the remake for a little while. Okay. And they actually made a movie that is a sequel to the game. Spirit So, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, it's Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. I did see Advent Children. Yeah. So I guess I am kind um, of familiar with the Buster Blade. Okay. Yeah, that's his iconic sword like it's it's a chonky sword it's a yeah. fat sword um and so yeah uh, he can also he slots in um they call it materia it's basically little magic spheres that give you different either magic or different abilities sure. and he can slot that into his sword as well anyway um final fantasy 8 uh it seems like a lot of people give it more grief than it deserves cuz i personally that's my favorite Final Fantasy is eight. And so when you said the Gunblade, I was like, yeah, good stuff. I have purchased that game four or five different times right. in my, in various. So I've got, I bought it on my phone for a while. That experience wasn't very good. Um, I've got it for the switch. I've got it for, uh, on steam on my computer. And, um, I had, I played one copy so much for the, the original PlayStation that it uh, a couple of the discs were a little yep. shoddy. So I, yeah, I like, you, you heard right. Kids time. discs, plural. There was at least four, four. if not eight. Was, yeah. Depending four on discs, the, you know, well. Yeah. So yeah. And you would get to a point in the game and like, please load disc two. Yeah. <laughs> it's it a mess. Yeah. It's so good. So good. And it has one of my favorite mini games in any game ever the card game in it that's a great card game. it it's it's an optional mini game but the rewards are huge yeah. huge and it like it to the point where if you play the card game enough the final boss is trivial like it's ridiculously easy if you play the card game enough yeah 
Uh, I'll tell you, I only, I, I did play the remake of seven and maybe it's the point of life on that. It just didn't grab me. Uh, same with some of the other final fantasies I'm going to talk about here, but, uh, eight, nine and 10 love them, love them each individually. I can't say I have a favorite cause you know, eight kind of had the space vibe to it. This darker leather jacket edginess going on, uh, at certain points in the game. It just had, it just, it's just the vibe I got. Not saying this. Yeah. Nine was this, I don't know, quirky, cool animation, little, reminded me of Smurfs. You know, this is actually, that's, that's my re- re- thing to relate to, right? I don't, I never played D&D or watched fantasy stuff. Uh, so, you know, Smurfs is oversimplification, but it just had this childlike, but adult vibe to it. Made me cry then because I'd spent 40 plus hours playing it and then my character dies. Spoiler alert. Uh, but then, spoiler. But then, you know, maybe, maybe not spoiler, but, uh, it, it's, it's Orko, I think was the little wizard or Orko's the wizard and he man. And this v- guy, Vivi, Vivi, Vivi reminds me of Orko. So that's how my brain gets there. Even though I never got to watch a whole lot of he man, I knew Orko. Uh, but yeah, a little floating wizard just fell in love with him. Just great character, right? 10. This whole thing, I thought they were going to do something with the B, the the big bad boss sin, and eh, that disappointed me. But the, the those weapons in the game were fantastic. Each character having the whole change your outfit, change your bonuses thing sounded stupid, but it really worked for me. The skill trees worked. Uh, each character having their own specific weapon, like the guy playing a uh, blast ball or whatever it was called, the black the 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 water dodgeball uh, yeah, soccer yeah, yeah. game. I can't remember what I can't remember either because you talk about mini games. I remember the card game. I don't Blitzball. 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 Oh, okay. So I was close. I said blast. All right. Blitzball. But so yeah, the first one mini game was the cards, the the eight and nine. I don't remember what the mini game was. There was a different card game that had a lot more RNG. So I didn't care for it as much. Whereas the Final Fantasy VIII one was very structured and um, methodical uh along with that the blitz ball was this whole 3d spatial sports game but oh, i yeah. really good at it uh i there played you go. crap out i don't know why it just clicked with me but it did i played just as much blitz ball as i probably did the main <laughs> game but my favorite weapon coming full circle back to this question my favorite fantasy weapon is the one i built so that one, you have a sword and you do, you reminded me when you said you do modifications and material and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It had its own system. You could take anything in the world and collect it up and fuse it to your weapon. Now, once it's fused, kind of like Legends of Zelda, once it's fused, done. You can't, you can't get it out anymore. That's just what the weapon is, or you get rid of the weapon. And there's always this one, I played through it two or three times. So I always found this one blade. I don't remember what the base blade was, but it's this big one. It had two slots in it and that was rare. In the game, usually you get one slot. I think the most rare I give you three. I can't remember, but this one I had two specifically because I took uh, Phoenix Tails, which uh, when you fuse ninety nine, which is the max, you fuse ninety nine Phoenix feathers to this, along with whatever stop petrify. I cannot remember what there was soft, some, soft. Yeah, uh, it might have been the magic. It might have been a, an item. I think it had to be an item. But there's an item that basically worked like soft, the magic, where it helped prevent petrify. Uh, or no, no, this the one I'm thinking of actually gave, hit you, made you give petrify. But 99 of those oh, are there. Oh, co- cock trice pinions, probably? Probably. 
can't say that, Joe. It's a PG thirteen. I keep reminding you. But uh, so the Phoenix <laughs> and the it's Pendants. Myth- it's the name of a mythical. The Phoenix Tales and the Pendants. You put ninety nine of each of those, and I'd label it the Dance Macabre because a hundred Phoenix feathers tried to give instant death in a major way when it fused to a weapon. Uh- and the pendant put petrify. So whenever I hit you. And so which game was this? I'm pretty sure this was X, 10. Oh, okay. Maybe I just didn't get that far in 10. I, I, as a kid, I didn't own 10, but my cousins did. So I played a fair bit of it. Gotcha. But I didn't. Uh, yeah, get it's probably very about halfway through far. the game. Cause you have to get a, uh, I had accidentally found it through a mission. Anyway, Chocobo Racing was a thing in that game. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah. In so, seven, there was Chocobo breeding, and you could get special ones with special <laughs> abilities. But he, but he, but he, no, that's Porky Pig. Not, I was trying to think Roadrunner, but anyway, we got to get out of this question. Joe, we're drowning here. But no, so I made this weapon, and then you can wear jewelry. And I always had to have on all my characters anti petrify ring that I could find and buy on as expensive, but I bought it for my characters. And, um, there's something else I got that either kept me from getting instant death or confused, anti-confused. That was it. I had to make sure I had a, a necklace or a ring that made sure my character with that sword did not get confused. Because I learned the hard way that when I got confused and hit my own teammate, there's a huge <laughs> chance to instantly kill you. And if I do not kill you, I petrify you. There is no way around it with that yep. sword. And so, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I had uh, auto attack. So like a, a ring to do a, a counterattack rather. I had counterattack. Once I built that sword, man, I was in God mode. It was so good. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and actually, you talk about the customization and loving it. That was actually a, a lot of people's critique of Final Fantasy VIII was that it was too complicated on what you could do with um, equipping magic and stuff to your character to enhance them, which I... I actually loved that part of it. I did too, but, but also, like I said, that was my first real foray into Final Fantasy. Yeah, my only my only gripe with that system was it by its nature it made you not want to use your magic because if you use your magic, then you have less of that magic and you your skills your skills go down because it's equipped to you. I so. don't. I don't remember. Wearing okay, it's a little long time ago. I just remember Bahamut being my favorite summon, and I, I do remember. I mean, who doesn't putting, love a, a dragon that spits <sighs> a whole bunch of fire and dragon back yeah. fire? Oh my goodness! Because uh, 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 and then the strongest Fireaga, I think it was fusing that to the weapon and just lighting people. I, I, I'm a little bit of a pyro. I do like lighting people on fire. <laughs> so he just likes lighting people on fire. Fourth of <laughs> July is his favorite holiday. Oh, he's no. not he's not aiming at the sky. <laughs> I was say, Fourth of July is when all the safety regulations are on. Any day but that day. I gotcha. Um, <laughs> Roll that dice. Number two. You know, it would really help if Seth just calling out the number if you'd look on the Daddy, list. Daddy, tell Dad, me Daddy. a story. Uh Daddy, tell me a story. <laughs> I hate you so much, Joe. You just, Daddy, you, tell uh, me a story. <laughs> this is why I can't wait for you to get your own board with buttons so we can go back and forth on who hits it. I don't know. Uh, story time. 
If you don't follow That's Easy Advice to Give on TikTok, what is wrong with you, Casey? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you out, <laughs> Diva Sight. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you out, Cesar. Uh, but to go, but if you don't follow me, on put TikTok, it in reverse, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been showing off uh, the progress of my new studio, and that's not the full story, right? But I'm going to talk about it a little bit. My my wife when we moved into this house. This is a smaller house. We've talked about it. I'm still in the transition studio. We've talked about that a few times on the show and, and Pokemon Go podcast as well. And um, we moved into a smaller house. There's no space for me there or the kids. I mean, it's smaller all the way around. And uh, other than now, Joe's been at the old house. Uh, and so other other than the intro, when you walk in this new one, Joe, you're like, what are you talking about? This is way bigger because we modified and took out a wall. And the entryway does feel really spacious and open. And, as, and so does the living room. Uh, but the bedrooms and stuff are smaller. Uh, so my wife decided to get their kids their own space in the backyard and build uh, or get little barns. And for the budget that we had for renovating the house, and we'd gotten a loan. So the money we had to renovate the house and do this, we had to stay within a certain budget. And the, she just wasn't happy with those go to Lowe's, buy a building things, you know, mm, yeah, just yeah. at the budget level we're at. It was, I think it was just too small and we we're having problems with Lowe's delivering and it, it was a thing. So, her brother actually is fairly handy and knows a number of handy people who can do side jobs on the cheap. And so they decided to build them. So he built each kid an eight foot by eight foot square hut. Essentially, that's probably 12 feet in the air. So they all have some storage space. And so they actually get their little outhouse, if you will, uh, to themselves. <laughs> now, now, what all does that have? Like, do they have electricity? Do they have? Not yet, but they uh, will. Okay, so they're literally just like little outside. Yeah, it's just spaces. wood okay. wood huts. Now, I've run power cords out there, and we're going to actually run power to it, but they're not going to have air conditioner, but they can run a fan or a heater. They have a TV in their yeah. Xbox. You know, the boys have their Xboxes out there, and everybody has their TVs out there and whatever. Um, and I didn't know. She said, well, maybe, because there was another building there right now. we got to get rid of it. It's just too dangerous. And Aaron, at one point, I thought maybe it could be my studio. I was like, yeah, no. That thing's falling apart. It's got <laughs> holes in it. But we were going to renovate it. Actually, no, that's not true. It was as is. It's like, no. But it's like, you know what? If we can knock out some of the rotten wood, patch the holes, we can make this work. We just have to really figure out how to air out all the gasoline fumes from it. Uh, well, and, and after all that work, you, I assume you just decided it's easier just to make your own thing. Well, my wife and my brother-in-law did that. Uh, they That's what they conclusion, the conclusion they came to because – he was like, oh, it costs this much to repair it and this, that, and we can just build you a new one. And then, Joe, he went nuts. Now, what's <laughs> a, I, you know, I'm in a standard bedroom here for this little studio, and it's probably 10 foot by 8 foot, maybe, you know, long and wide. There's plenty of space, plenty of space for me to do my thing. here. And actually, as you can see, the lights never got turned on, but I was starting to set up before I found out I was going to be moving back home after a while with my stuff. Uh, plenty of space. He built me a 12 by 16 foot building that is okay. 20 feet tall. So I have a loft that I can reach. I can stand up and reach to the highest reach that I have. And I'm six foot seven. So probably eight, nine feet and touch the loft. And then it goes up another five feet to store stuff okay in. something like that okay so, so like a little attic storage area yeah 
type thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's it's and so like I said, my kids are just plywood and two by fours. You know, that's what theirs is. And metal roof. And mine has a metal roof too. But so I have this huge loft. 12 by 6. It's such a huge studio. It's going to be so cool. You're going to is it, is it like insulated? And Oh, I was getting there. I've got two real windows in there. I've got a real door with a, a, a coded lock on it because, you know, that, that actually, like if I'm going to put my studio in a yeah, yeah. building, I need to be sure secure. It needs to be locked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, it's got insulation. And I mean, he went nuts, dude. It's got insulation. It's got drywall. It's now been painted on the outside, and they're gonna paint on the inside. And I'm getting flooring, like laminate flooring down. Like, <laughs> whew. I got an air conditioner now. It's a window unit, but we could have hold the wall and mounted it. So I have an air conditioner mounted in the back wall. It's got four or three outlets with four outlets each on it. So I've got twelve places to plug in. Um, it don't nice. think it doesn't have is a bathroom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you're making, you're making me jealous. And there's actually, um, there's uh, other parts of the story, but go ahead. There, there's a, a, a Minecraft YouTuber that I, I watch quite a bit. And he recently basically just made a, a guest house in his backyard. And, but same deal. It's his, it's his studio, but it actually has like a little cot. If you needed to take a nap, it's got a, a, tiny kitchen and a bat like he went all out like yeah he he got uh, it but he also uh put sound treatments in there because he plays uh he plays the drums and so he he's got sound treatments in there like he went all out like it's basically like a a mother-in-law suite type of thing a guest house back there but it's just his space and it it makes me it makes me jealous this is a, a very large master bedroom if you will like everyone i'm jealous like look i'm sure we could figure out a way to somehow put a little bit of plumbing in here to just have a toilet and i'll put (laughs) i'll make our master bedroom the studio and we keep our clothes and stuff hung up in there whatever and we can live (laughs) in this outbuilding and yeah she's she's when we have it um so yeah joe no kidding uh there will be enough room because we i just recently my my older couch it was just wearing out and we're not in a place to really want to go buy a new couch. But fortunately for me, <laughs> we, we shut down one of my bases, like just relocate. And then we already had other stuff. So we just relocated the furniture. Oh yeah. The, up, the work bases. Yeah. Yeah. The work bases. Got it. And, got it. And uh, so I ended up with one of the couches. So I'm like, cool, get rid of the broken one. Put the new one. Well, they stored the broken one out in my building for a while. And I was thinking, Oh man, that's going to be way too big to ever use. No, there might end up being a couch in the studio. There's going to be my <laughs> recliner that I used to sit in. You know, my recliner is going to go in the studio. Uh, it's going to be. That's a good you, size space if all that's going to fit in there. Plus your desk. 12 feet and, by 16 yeah. feet, Joe. Full sheets of plywood made the floor. Like, it's three sheets wide and two sheets long. So that's that's how big this building is. That's going to be sweet. Yeah, it's gonna be real sweet, and you will get to you know it's gonna be. I mean, I don't know how it'll end up, end up, but I think it'll be a place that yeah, you could you could actually just sleep in there whenever you came to visit. Uh, and we still have the other house that I'm gonna be in here. Uh, anyway, all that being said, I'm not I'm not trying to brag. <laughs> what you're trying to say is, hey, uh, anyone want to send me some studio warming uh, gifts? 
<laughs> oh, you said it, Joe. But yes, yes. Uh, don't you have? Don't you have a, an Amazon link of of your wish list? A public one? I. <laughs> I do. I can't find the right button. <laughs> oh yeah, Daddy. You got. I, and I, that's not even where I was going. I still have a different part of the story. But yes, I have a rock out of podcasting Amazon list up that has a range of things from uh, Supernatural Monopoly uh, up to the uh, um, some high end cameras and stuff because you just never know. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, so yes, I will. Absolutely, but Dragon Con. The postcon barbecue is it's one of the reasons why it's important to me that people go Phil will not be coming. And uh I told him it owes me a life debt and he, he better plan a trip to come and see the studio because he owes me a life debt. Uh but he has to go back to work. He has to like leave out Monday morning and go back to home because he has to be at work the next day or something. Um uh, but uh uh yeah, everybody will come see it. Um uh, I'm not sure, but I'd love to have people Sign something just to say I've been here, and I'm not sure it'll be, if it'll be the walls proper or what I'm going to do with that. Um, but here's the part of the story I wanted to tell. I've always wanted a private studio, and I don't really ever talk about that. I don't recall ever telling my wife about it. I don't recall telling anybody about it. And it started when I was a teenager. I thought I was going to grow up and be a rock star, right? But, you know, I wanted a place to record then i wanted a place to, to to do like producing as i got those skills as i came through college and whatnot and my grandparents owned a place in north carolina and i could there's just this space uh just kind of on the property around the corner that would have been perfect for a studio and i mean a professional studio where people could have pulled up and parked over there and you know, i could have done a job those kind of things and I just always dreamed about that since I was a kid. And then when I got uh, older, you know, the bigger stuff. And then my, my grandfather wanted to go sell it. And I didn't really have a way to, I didn't really have a way to purchase the land at the time. Um, and honestly, if I talked to him, apparently later I found out if I talked to him, he would just held it for me. I was like, well, that was probably a great thing and a bad thing at the same time. Anyway, I've, I've just always wanted that. And I've, I've envisioned different versions of studios. And I've always had a Cordy Finger studio like now, where like yourself, in the basement, I had a room. Uh, my first house, I had this above the garage attic space that we made in my office and my studio. It became my studio uh, where I'm sitting now. But these are not studios, right? These are rooms with desks. Offices. Yeah, if I were to bring in somebody to guest star, it'd be hard to to really arrange the camera and do that. And so I'd have. It's not something I'd invite. You know, again, uh, Nathan Fillion. I'm gonna like, hey man, come. I'd like now. Let's just do a Zoom. Let's do a Zoom. You know, and do it. I wouldn't invite people. You know, this will be a true studio space, and it's been since like almost 20 years. So I got into podcasting in 2004, and it's it's been a long time coming. And then, just what my wife is doing for me is it, it's just blowing me away, man. And it's it is. It's gonna be a fantastic studio and it's almost done. They were mudding the walls and everything today and they painted the outside. So then they'll sand and we'll paint the inside and then they'll put down the floor and then it's move in day. So it's very possible that I'll move in this weekend or next weekend, but it'll definitely be before Dragon Con. 
Nice. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely so have to take a look at it when I come to your house after Ragnarok. Roll that dice. Number three. Let daddy decide. Oh, Joe, I went and found you one, man. We haven't had Uh-oh. a good. Uh-oh. We hadn't had a good Joe get on a soapbox story. So this is from Reddit slash R slash malicious compliance. I haven't had a sick day in nine years, says user Renaissance dash fartist. Okay. For reference, this takes place around 2017. So definitely pre COVID. I used to work in a training center for a Fortune 500 company. When class wasn't in session, the building normally only had four people in it. Me, the trainee, the boss, and the two trainers. I called in sick two days in a row because I had some nasty lung infection. On, But he's a trainee, so he's still in his so probation. The one being trained? Right. Okay. In a training center for Fortune 500, when class wasn't in session, it was... Me, trainee, the boss, and two trainers. But yeah, it sounds like he's new. So calling out sick. I don't know. But on the second, so had a nasty lung infection. On the second day, the boss starts ranting at me about how Cordy Fingers kids these days have no discipline. And quote, I haven't taken a sick day in nine years. I tried asking if he wanted me to get a doctor's note. Oh, I'll get off on that in a second. Uh, but he's pretty <laughs> adamant about me coming in the next day. He said that he can decide if I'm actually sick and he can send me home. What? All right. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one, Joe. This is wrong at all counts. I was one of the few women working in the section of the company, less than half everyone's age, and felt like arguing with him about, and felt like arguing with him about it was a bad idea. Cue malicious compliance. Next morning, I decided not to pump myself full of cold meds and just go in raw dogging life. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the best phrase I've ever heard. I decided not to pump myself full of cold meds and just go in raw dogging life. As soon, oh, yeah. as, as soon as I walk in the door, the trainers look at me and I say, I'm very sick. I might want to give me a wide berth. You might want to give me a wide berth. They looked at me wide-eyed and nodded and went in a different section of the building. The boss hears me coughing so hard, I'm having to do that gas for air like I just emerged from the depths. He walks in and goes, oh, you really are sick. You should go home. But I don't understand how you got this sick. And then reminds me, I haven't got it in a sick day in nine years. So I drive home and come back in the next day. The traders look at me and say, what the hell are you doing here? Me, the boss said that if I'm actually sick, he can send me home. They laughed and avoided my section of the building. The boss, once again, hears me coughing and gasping for air and comes in and dismisses me. And this side tells me that he doesn't need more proof. I can come back when I feel better. Four days later, Mr. I haven't taken a sick day in nine years. I was sick with some nasty lung nonsense. I was out for a week. If only he had more discipline. <laughs> if only he had more discipline. I love it. I, okay. Oh. You know, I did. I, you know, it worked out good. It's a good story. But, but, I still don't understand the trainee parts. You are, it does seem like you're calling out before you have established a relationship with the, the employer, right? Yeah. It, it, we, that, that threw me off at first. And then you, oh, Joe, as a boss, this phrase really did hit me hard. It pissed me off. I tried asking if he wanted me to get a doctor's note. 
Yeah, you come in sick the first time. Don't come back without a doctor's note. What are you thinking? Oh. Of course, get the doctor's note. I've never had to get a doctor's note for work. You don't work for a good boss like me, Joe. You work for <laughs> the corporate man who has so much money, they don't care. I, I guess. I mean, they uh, we don't have our stuff separated into vacation and um, and sick days. We just have paid time off, which is what a lot of companies do these days, where it's just whatever the reason, you take PTO, you just do it. And honestly, in your business, you probably have some redundancies. Like somebody could, if they had to fill in your shoes for a little bit, you know, take on some extra mm. work. Some things they could, but a lot of things they couldn't. Also, my why my would you call out sick and work from home in your underwear as it is? And all you do is code monkey. You can <laughs> code that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean... I've got I've got a bit of a cold right now and I, I didn't call out unless I'm like real real sick. I generally don't call oh, out. Oh, you knew sick. I was gonna make you get a doctor's note. So that's why <laughs> you didn't call out. Uh, no, but like unless I'm like super sick, I I don't call out sick. Because like you said, sure. I'm I'm working from home. So it's either be uh, so I love my kids. But when you're sick, you don't yeah. necessarily have the patience to handle your kids. Right. And so my options are seclude myself in in my room. Sure. Which is an option. And when I'm super sick, that's what I do. The other option is I'm sick, but I'm not like crazy sick. So I'm still somewhat functional. And then I do I have enough patience to deal with the kids at that point? If I'm still semi-functional, I probably don't have the patience to deal with my kids and I can ignore people at work a lot easier than I can. A kid who's climbing on me saying, daddy, daddy, look at this. Look at this. So every you two work seconds sick to get away from your kid. <laughs> I hear you. No, I hear I, you. No, it, it's, it's my, I love my wife. Her job is way harder than mine. Her stay at home. Am I the blood face? No, Joe is. Joe is. <laughs> her 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 job is is harder than mine, and I I've told her that uh, raising <laughs> raising three kids is a lot a lot easier than going to work where you can just ignore people when they a lot when harder is what you meant you to don't say. want you to. said easier. Uh, going to work is a lot easier. Okay, yeah, you said raising it kids you, is harder. Okay, my bad. Reason. This is my why bad. Your wife doesn't listen to the show, right? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, <laughs> she her job's a lot harder than mine. Um, but yeah, no, when I when I'm somewhat sick, I generally just come downstairs yeah. and, and work. You know, and I, I've been that way in the past. Now, here's the thing: I am again hardcore that way. I won't cut out unless I have a fever. Fever is contagion. Um, I wear a mask. You know, sometimes, like you said, going to work yeah. depends on what you do. Has more. Uh, oh yeah, because you work in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how often you hop on a truck these days, but yeah, not too often anymore. You, but little, but even still, you don't want to get the people who are hopping on the trucks sick either. Well, and I different. I deal with a different clientele. When I was in nine one one, well, when my immune system was way higher because I was exposed to stuff all the time, so I rarely got sick. So what I did, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to take a day off. But we had enough people. I could usually call and swap with somebody, but it was covered. Uh, the clientele I have now with what we do with this ambulance company is is very susceptible, right? They're above senior citizen age. They already have what's called comorbidities. I mean, multiple things are going wrong with you. And uh, it, yeah, so I tell people, 
you know, if you're coughing and hacking, but you're coming out of something, wear a mask in the, in the front and the back. They have to wear a mask in the back anyway. Uh, but fever's contagious. <laughs> but here's the thing, so, Joe. So I know you're talking about the back room, yeah. but you were talking about a mask. And so uh, uh, you want to put a mask on. Yeah. No, no, you got to wear a, a, a mask the on your front, front and your back. And <laughs> well, on your back. You know what? <laughs> I've had people like, I'm going to truck, but I'm going to both ends. Uh, like, no, get the, out of here. The back mask is called a diaper. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so, uh, uh, but there are definitely people that early on started playing me. Uh, uh, I'm sick. I'm like, we always have run semi-tight. I, I as for some time before COVID, you know, we had some space where we had enough people. Like, if somebody called out sick, we could usually find somebody to work. But most of the time, it's the bosses, and there's only so many times we can fill in. So people started using COVID as an excuse. So I made them go get a doctor's note and a COVID test, and said you cannot come back to work until the doctor clears you, and that's our policy. And guess what? The people who wanted to use it just to not come in don't use that anymore. And some of them aren't here anymore, but some have just gotten better. And they understand there's a balance and a flow to a small team. And not only in my profession, not only will my team balance get off to where those who are like you and I, Joe, and I imagine most of the kiddos listening to the show tonight to these daddies talk, they, they stand up and they're like, we're going to do the right thing. We're that kind of person. But that kind of person can get burned out and overworked. Because they're always stepping up and always doing. And a lot of times the management isn't helping balance that out. And the people, the people who are calling in and, and taking from the company or from the people are not getting the balance there, right? They're not, they're taking, the others are putting in. But it's not just about the company, as, as you can definitely write us in, WNNshow at gmail.com. Tell me how wrong it because I love when people get on TikTok when I start on these talks and they tell me how wrong I am. I can't believe you know, as a business. Da, da, da. Okay. <laughs> but as a business, my business is making sure patients not calling 911, patients who only have me to get them to the hospital, period, to not hospital, to their, their treatment, life-saving treatment. If they don't go more than two or three times, they can die pretty quickly. So they right, depend like dialysis on and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. And, and serious. if they're riding with my company is because they have to have an ambulance because the insurance won't pay for it otherwise. So we, we on my side have to do a ton of paperwork to make, to show medically speaking and legally speaking, no, they need a stretcher. So that means they can't just get in the car with old Sally and go. That means you calling out because you just don't feel like working today is putting me and my family out. Uh, your other, some other coworkers and their family out and the patient and their family out. So which family are we supposed to be friendly to or which person are we supposed to, to invest in? And so I decided to invest in those who help the balance and it brings balance. Cause when somebody's really sick, I, now we're, this goes back to the story, Joe, when somebody's really sick, I don't go, well, come in. I can tell if you're sick. I do go, uh, do you have a fever? Have you been vomiting or, and or diarrhea? Right. Cause those are the three things that we really do not want to play with. And if they've had any of those, uh, I give them usually about 12. I don't always just send them right to give me a doctor's note. Depends on if they call out in the middle of the day. Okay. Let's see what's going on tomorrow. You know, let you, know, we'll cover you tomorrow and let's see. They call out at midnight. You are certain they're going <laughs> to get a doctor's note. Uh, for sure. Uh, we do, we do meet you in the middle, but, but, I've actually had to send people home, Joe, because they came in, literally, true story. One of my employees, young kid, dedicated, 
loves his job, loves his life, and, and just really wants to make the world a better place. Pre-med. It's going to be a great doctor one day. He calls me at like 7 in the morning, almost in tears, like, man, I had to pull over. I can't make it into work. I'm like, what's going on, dude? He's like, I, I was running 101 fever, but I took some Tylenol trying to come in. I was like, no, why would you do that? I just, <laughs> the road started getting blurry, man. I can't make it. Like, no, stay there until you can see clearly, and then go home. Do not come in. We got you. <laughs> but, Joe, you started laughing when they said this. Uh, a boss said, you have to come in. I can tr- I can tell when you're sick. What do you think about that one? So my, I'm I'm sitting here thinking they don't want a doctor's note, but they want to tell they want to tell you that you're sick, which means I guarantee they probably didn't mean this way, but the way this is phrased, it's like oh, so you know better than a doctor. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, that that kind of jumped out to me too. I'm like, mm, yeah, and, and it's and this whole. Mental, I haven't taken a sick day in nine years. Well, that's great, but people get sick. It happens. <laughs> like just because you've been lucky enough doesn't mean other right. people don't get sick. Uh, and my my thought was, well, nine years, you probably don't have any little kids at home because little kids yeah. Yeah. bring home all the germs, all the yeah. like even this this mild cold that I have right now. It started with one of our kids who gave it to my wife who gave it to me. Sharing is caring. So. <laughs> but yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it was very, very, it still is rare for me to get sick uh, at all beyond a, a stuffiness or you know, I just feel like crap for 24 hours, but I can power through work from home, something like that, like you talked about. Uh, but even then, I don't go, well, I never get sick. I, I do look at my own kids sometimes like, you guys are not me. That's just what it comes down to. You're not me. But as a boss, you can't do that. You know, you can't hold people to an impossible standard. And this lady, I would have said, yeah, go get a doctor's note. Cool. And then that doctor would have actually diagnosed her with walking freaking pneumonia and told her not to go to work for a week. And here's an antibiotic, you moron. Possibly. That's that's definitely what it sounds like she had was walking pneumonia. Yeah. Roll that dice. Dice. We got number five. Okay, I, I was uh, good timing. Good timing. Stay tuned for this commercial break. It's about time you called your dad. Where's the rest of it's it? About Kurt? time you called your dad. It's about time you called your dad. By the way, that's wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad. <laughs> Coming back from the commercial dance break. break, 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 break. I'm your daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Joe's got the lights flashing in the background. He's got the full rage going on. Uh. Hey, how does music sound now? Does it sound so low? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I thought maybe I was pushing the volume too much. I don't know why the music sounds low in the live video, but on the podcast, it sounds fantastic. So you should go subscribe to Wise and Nerdy. Why? That's Wise underscore and underscore Nerdy on the podcatcher of choice. And I like Spotify because you get to answer the questions. And we have a question each week. 
Joe, my question is now roll that dice. Dice! Number six. Your favorite. Joe. Rocky number six. Bad dad jokes. Let me try that again. It's still going. Waka waka bad dad jokes. All right, Joe. <laughs> Sock it to what me. do you what do you call a joke that you can't tell to a five year old? Somebody who can't take a joke? I don't know. Ah. What do you call it? Well it's definitely not a dad joke. It's an uncle joke. <laughs> Is that because drunk uncles tell bad jokes? That's right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you similar thing that I tell my son who tries to tell jokes and they're they're quite horrible. You're, you're such a good podcaster, Joe. <laughs> such a good podcaster. I've got Stick I've got such that. a good face for podcasting. Uh, I tell him direct because he really he really can chef, man. That that kid um, got into some recipes and we, we encouraged it and. And he, he got to cooking some stuff when for Christmas last year, I think it was. We got him the uh, uh, Master Chef Junior cookbook. At home, he made Ooh. a three course meal with with Peking duck and and some other stuff by himself at age nine. And it was fan. And, and I'm not. I'll tell you, Joe. Actually, Joe might actually vouch for me because you've known me long enough. You've been around my kids. <laughs> I'll actually downplay my kids and tell you how crappy they are sometimes instead of going, "Oh no, they're the best," because I want them to know. When I actually compliment him on something good, it should matter. And and he actually, in my opinion, he really does chef well. But when he tells a joke, I'm like, oh, buddy, you sure are good at chef. You sure are a great chef, buddy. <laughs> Roll that dice, Joseph. All righty. Number. Nope, we've already had that one. Number one. Number one. Uh. Am I the butt face? No, I keep telling you, Kurt. That's <laughs> yes, Joe. you are. <laughs> Joe's the butt face. Ask his wife. What? What are you Waka nerding Waka. out about now? All right, Joe. Oh, I listed the first things. So I'll go first on this one. Now, this is something that we may have never spoken about in the past, or quite possibly <laughs> spoken about every other episode of Wise and Nerdy. But that is Demon Slayer. And there's a specific reason it's coming up right now. Because Zoe and I had a little bit of a marathon before she went to camp. And not only did we finish the first season, which was epically long. And I love that so much. And amazing. And amazing. And amazing. We got into the train to Hitler Town or wherever it was. Um, (laughs) uh, No, I'm sorry. It's a bad joke, kids. Don't Google that either. Never Google anything Uncle Charles tells you about. Um, now, now, did you watch the movie or did you watch the episodic the, version? Well, it's the episodic version. It's what's on Netflix. Okay. All right. So, yeah. And we, and we actually killed it, I think, in two nights. Um, yeah. it was, well, it's well, only like six or seven episodes. Seven. Yeah, it's seven. Yeah. And it's really cool. It's, it's so well done. I mean, I figured out the, the plot twist. Well, the first plot twist, I figured out uh, ahead of time. But I still was impressed by it. I still liked it. But it just the way they handled it was good. The animation's different on this one. A more movie-esque, mm-hmm. right? More big studio theater well, that's kind of animation. Because it was a movie first. Right. Well, and, I, and I wouldn't have known that if you had told me. But because um, they actually on the episodic version, they go in and have the three characters drawn talking about 
what happened in this episode and you know what to look for in the next one kind of giving you that that the taisho era secret yeah (laughs) um and there were some cool twists and some cool turns and we learned some really cool stuff about the universe and then something not happy happens and man they handled that very darkly and you know i zoe and i were like don't make me do that um it was yeah. actually really well done. And now we are two or three episodes into the the real second the season. Entertainment district. Entertainment district. Yeah. Okay. So okay. very different. Very good. Again, another different yes. style of art. It takes you to a whole different area. Uh I got you though before I hand off that, because you are are you all caught up? Like you you've watched everything? Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, I am current with it. So I'm very happy with, with this arc and where we're going. And, and it's a roller coaster ride. It's like, oh, you took a left and did this whole train thing. Oh, then you get more funding and you took another right and you, you got into this more episode. I know there's another thing coming after the entertainment district as well. Uh, yep. Plus the movie. Uh, so there's a, another season that's on right now and then the movie that just came out. Yeah. Well, they, they did, I guess, the same thing where they released an episodic version as well. Just like with the, that's not the entertainment um, district, right? No, no, no. There's the the swordsmith village, right? Is what the next one is. Yeah, and that's the movie, and then but no, there's season out right now. Yeah, the swordsmith village. Season. So what's the movie? I keep saying the movie's in there. And then the season, Joe, I'm gonna stab you. I'm gonna stab <laughs> you with a spoon. <laughs> wow, is it is it a rusty spoon too? Is that oh where no, you no! You don't deserve you, a quick. Just stab me with a rusty spoon. You don't, give me, a, give me lockjaw. I'm, I'm gonna treat you like Dennis. When you jerk. roll that one and you botch, I'm just gonna make you lose a limb. Stop, stop, <laughs> so, stop messing with me about Demon Slayer. Okay. There is. So you just watched the the Mugen Train arc, right? Yes. Which was a movie first, and then they yes. made it episodic. Yes. They did the same thing with the Swordsmith Village. Okay. But then there is, I believe, another actual season after that. The Swordsmith Village is the season that just finished. I hate you so much. You know, I feel like I feel like I think his name is Tanugan, who makes the swords in Demon Slayer, and he's got to build a third one. And <laughs> I feel his pain not just right now, but also watching my wife play Legend of Zelda because I'm like, I have built you that good sword three times now. Do not break it again. <laughs> Go to Lockerock. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. They they the, the swordsmith gets so pissed off at him. Every time he breaks it, I love it. Well, technically, he only broke it once so far, but yeah, it's a great running gag there. Broke it, lost it. That's where Matt. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I know I, after this gag, I'm sure it keeps happening. Um, but uh, audit the uh, audit. Okay, I don't want to hear you do this, Slayer liary. Just give me your thing. Um, you ruined so, my thing. Uh, with my wife, we just finished the entertainment district real quick. So, um, we have not as uh, the so you dubbed version. No, but you've seen the swordsmith. I have, my wife hasn't. Oh, I'm caught up. My wife is not, she doesn't, she doesn't like watching the, the sub, the subbed version. So she waits for the dubbed version to come out. 
the dubbed version of the newest one is not available yet. So she has not watched it because it's the easiest thing to find. I am watching the dubbed version, but I do prefer subtitles. Well, so I, I, my first watch through is almost always subbed. And then my rewatches, if there's a dubbed available, I usually watch it dubbed because I'm not, I'm usually doing something else while watching it the second time through. Um, And so, you know, you can't really do that if you have to be reading subtitles the whole time. Anyway, uh, audit the audit. You mentioned that. Um, And then there's also another one called driver defense team. Both of them are YouTube um, uh, channels audit the audit. Uh, what they do, what he does is he find, or he's either sent or he finds videos of usually, uh, well, it's police interactions, but a lot of times it's First Amendment auditors that uh, are filming it. And so those, for those of you who don't know what First Amendment auditors are, is they're people that go and videotape the police because that's a protected First Amendment activity. They videotape police interactions and try to hold hold the police accountable. Sometimes those auditors are complete morons, but a lot of times they're not. Uh, and so audit the audit, um, what he does, is he gives a breakdown. He, sh- he's not a lawyer, but he shares, um, relevant laws and relevant, um, court cases to the situation that's happening, provides his opinion. And he's always very careful to specify, look, a jury will likely do this in my opinion, or likely not do the, you know, different things like that. Um, and so he, he breaks down the interaction and, um, and I've, I've found it rather entertaining to see, um, see different things. And a lot of the videos he sent are, are cops being just complete buffoons or. Well, cause that's good of what sells, but I get it. Yeah. But, um, probably about, uh, 20, 20 to 25% of his videos are actually good police interactions where the auditor or the person filming is just an ignoramus. And he tries to provide a fair breakdown saying, no, you're actually in the wrong. I get why most of the time it's like, I get why you would think that the cops aren't allowed to do this, but no, they're, they're straight up allowed to do it. But the, the interactions, um, have been really interesting just to see, what is and is not allowed. And I've, I've actually learned quite a bit. Um, and then the driver defense team there, they are a group of lawyers and usually not always, but usually the cases that they review, um, are DUI cases because they are DUI lawyers specifically. And so some of the stuff that they have reviewed, uh, has been rather interesting to me as well. And they give their opinion on both, um, this is what the the person who's pulled over should do. And a lot of them, well, uh, some of them weren't even under the influence at all. Um, but then of course there's ones that they do that are, are definitely under the influence. Uh, and they, they give their opinion on, on how under the influence the person is. And sometimes we hear the, the, the BAC, the blood, blood alcohol level or and different things like sure. that. Um, but they also talk about the different things that, um, the cops do, like their different tactics that they make it seem like 
the person they pulled over has to do certain things like the, the different tests and stuff. You don't technically have to do those in most States. Um, now if they take you in and they request your blood, you have to do that or else you could lose your license if they, if they get a warrant for your blood. Um, but, um, a lot of those, those, tests like the, the walk in a straight line or hold your leg up or follow, follow their eyes. Most States, you don't have to do that. Um, so and especially your rights in the state that you're in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and the audit, the audit, a lot of that, uh, the stuff that they deal with is, um, when do you have to identify yourself to the police? Cause it's not our job to help them in their investigation. And so a lot of times you don't have to, you don't have to identify yourself. And unless you're driving a car, almost always you don't have to provide identification. Even if you have to identify yourself, which is just giving them your, your name and you don't want to falsify that of course. And so it's, it's been, uh, at least for me, it's been an interesting intellectual thing to watch some of these sure. videos. Um, but then there's also some entertaining things like, yeah, like some Jerry Springer moments ish. Like that person's a complete moron. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. I'll be honest. I like. I was, I was about. To, I'm trying to look up see if they have a channel on TikTok as well. Because a lot of times when people do YouTube, they also do TikTok. Well, and that's which is my me. It wasn't. It wasn't TikTok. So I don't watch TikTok. But um, Audit the Audit definitely has Facebook Shorts, and that's where I first ran into Audit the Audit was through Facebook Shorts. Yeah, so. I got. I'm gonna follow him on TikTok. I got him right here. And uh, driver's defense team. Yeah, driver defense team. They they're somewhat newer. I think they've only been around for like the past year or two. Whereas audit the audit's been around has a lot a lot more videos. They're on t- TikTok as well. I'll check them out. Um, yeah, I was watching a lawyer one today. But I will say, coming up in in the medical field. Uh, I am not for or against law enforcement or anything else. Uh, there are humans are humans and there are good humans and bad humans in EMS. There's good humans and bad humans in police and firefighting nurses, doctors. We are human. What we do is not who we are. So I take it incident by incident. And there's definitely some times when officers need to understand how to really engage with people. And uh, there are times when, People like yourself and myself, we need to learn our rights and know our things. I've got a couple of stories because I'm not going to tell them right now. We'll tell them on a different show. So we know about you know, what what moment made you realize you needed to know your rights. I got a few <laughs> stories there. Uh, but oh yeah, oh yeah, I've got one. I've got stories too. Maybe well, we should you know, talk about that next time. Type that out in the personal story ideas or in the question bank. Either one, uh, and I'll, I'll say this and we'll transition in. But uh, you do not have to consent to a search. If you get here's the real quick one and check your own state laws, but this is similar in most states. You get pulled over. Yeah, you know, I was always taught keep your hands on the wheel. So I do that. And then you wait and they walk up and they have to identify themselves. It doesn't matter if their badge have their badge or not. I mean, read it, but they, they're supposed to come out and say, I'm officer so and so, uh, most of the time. And then you do need to comply. Right. In my opinion, you're, this is a traffic stop, right? You got pulled over. Oh, you were speeding. What? Two, as long as you know your rights and they are get, issuing lawful commands. Yeah, th- yes. Thank you, Joe. Exactly. Know I, your rights, I, but it has to be lawful commands. Yeah. And if you know it's not a lawful command, 
I would personally, I would avoid being belligerent. Yes, Always. that is technically yes, technically yes, no, but yeah protected by the First Amendment. I mean, you can flip off the police, whatever, say all kinds of stuff to the police. It's technically protected under the First Amendment, but well, things go a lot smoother yeah. if oh. you are are being are 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 not belligerent if you're being cordial and judges very much take your um attitude into account if it goes to trial and so well also atti- that depends on the judge because there's good it does it does it's everywhere uh, yeah. yeah no there's there's yeah, there's there's judges and cops that are complete scum, and there's judges and, and, and cops that, that are, on how you are scum, amazing. But yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Well, there's so, they yeah. they completely disregard the law a lot of times. Some some I've been, I've got stories about that too. But let's wrap this up. Okay, okay. <laughs> so two things. One, Joe, you uh, it's under um, shortcuts. I think on your phone, but you can have Siri listen to a command and then have her do things. And one of the ones I saw a while back, I, I never got around to setting it up uh, because that's just not the life I live, but I, I should because it's fun and it might be useful. You never know. Uh, but it's, you can say like, hey, serious to police. And then you can have a deal kind of things like call you know, your your husband or wife or partner or loved one. Uh, I would have it record. I'd have it just do either audio or video recordings automatically kick on and start doing that. Uh, but basically, it's a protection, right? Uh, maybe I think the one I saw was send a text to, and you, you know, like Joe, you'd be your wife for me to be my wife, uh, send a text to so-and-so saying I'm being pulled over right now, just so they're aware there's a timestamp. So, you know, that kind of thing, and then it can start recording. And I agree with Joe politeness is key. And again, we get to, when we get that story, I'll tell you where I kept my temper and, and this cop was trying, but the last thing I want to tell you is once whether you believe you're guilty or not, once they're writing you a ticket, that's it. You, you, you have to take the ticket and that there is a, I believe, most states. And I know in my state, there's a law about that. Once they've made that judgment call, your battles in court is no longer on the side of that road. Once they've made that call. Yep. Um, but once they've handed you the ticket, that traffic stop is over. over. Exactly. And if they haven't given you your license, they start talking again. All you really say is, uh, or if you didn't get a ticket, like <clears throat> I've had a situation, I, I don't think I've ever gotten a ticket. Well, I did for a lamp out, but that's a whole other thing. Anyway, I usually haven't gotten a ticket, but if you're getting a warning, and, but they're still pushing you, like I'll tell them that story later, you have to ask them, is this, am, am I free to leave? Am I free? Exactly. You, you know, are you going to write me a ticket? Well, no. Well, am I free to leave? Well, and they have to say yes if they're not going to actually incarcerate you or write you a ticket. So just know you're yeah, right. Because, because once, once the, like you said, once they've handed you the ticket, the stop is over. Anything beyond that is a fourth amendment violation. So, so, um, but one last thing on this, I would make sure that you are recording at all times when, when you have your interaction with the police. Um, because yes, technically most police officers are supposed to have their body cam footage, but that body cam footage is oftentimes expensive to get, assuming they haven't already deleted it. And even if you do get it, oftentimes they redact stuff because they don't want to look bad. And, and you're also assume, well, and there will be ones that don't do that, right? There's good 
humans, bad humans. But you're also assuming that they have a body cam. There's so many departments in the United States that don't. They don't have the funding for it. They're not big enough, whatever. So yeah, I agree with Joe. Always be recording. I do know there was a state that passed a law. I don't know if it got struck down or how it worked out, but they tried to pass a law that said you cannot film the police. And that did not go over well. But no, yeah, no, that the the Supreme Court has ruled that that's a yeah, protected yeah. First Amendment. As long as you're not um, hindering their their actual investigation right. or whatever, like it could be a traffic stop that you see and it has nothing to do with you. You're allowed to record it as long as you're not um, viewed as a threat or hindering their traffic stop in some regard. Yeah. You're allowed to record it. Uh, Dude, I don't know how to transition to this other than I recorded Demon Slayer kind of by watching it on streaming. And hey, you know where you can get some cool Demon Slayer swag? Have you heard of the new app, Temu? Temu, T E M. No. So, you know, there's Wish out there, there's Alibaba. Uh, it's, it's kind of like Wish, but faster. I gave it a shot. So they hooked me, they got me. Um, but it's really cheap stuff. So I started searching all kind of stuff like Demon Slayer. And they had a really cool figurine for like five bucks that sold out before I ended up uh, buying it. I bought my daughter a different one. Uh, they had this charm bracelet with all the Demon Slayer characters on it that I was going to get for. Her. Uh, I found some cool Maleficent stuff for my wife. I uh, got made cool little uh, Deadpool Lego. Uh, you know, look, just a little cool. And then, dude, it's a dark hole. Okay. So <laughs> everything's super discounted. It is so discounted. And I'm sure there's the things, these things aren't great. It's not going to be like going to an actual collectible store and getting the $500 handcrafted, you know, Demon Slayer statue. And it, it's, but it's still, cool so oh that's 50 cents i'll get one of those oh that's eight bucks but it looks like it's worth 20 bucks i'll get one of those before you know it you've got like 70 dollars of worth of crap in your timo cart and and but 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 you're saving 130 dollars so they say and it's free shipping so i'll let you know on the next show what comes in the mail because they hooked me buddy and i did i spent 70 bucks on getting the family crap uh, I mean, I, 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 there's nothing that I ordered and it's an app for, I don't it, know if there's even a website, but it's an app. Um, it's like a, a loot crate box, except you made it. Except I, yes. <laughs> very good point, sir. Very, very, very good point. Uh, oh, oh so, <laughs> so stupid. It is so stupid. I got one of my daughters, a little disco crystal covered mushroom. That's actually about the size of a mushroom, so it ain't that big. Uh, <laughs> trying to get on my list here. Uh, view. No, I just want to see my order. Oh, crap. Oh, um, oh there we go. Yeah, mushroom disco ball, which is 4.73 inches tall. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> this would be the transition if I had realized I had ordered it, Joe, because I forgot. Uh, this is a transition I missed. My daughter loves dumb bumper stickers. And she has one that says, uh, I'm in the fat moms. I mean, it's, it's, she loves the dumbest bumper stickers, <laughs> right? Uh, so wait, which daughter is this? Crosby. Crosby? My older daughter. Okay. She's, yeah, it's on her car, right? Yeah. I'm into fat moms. Uh, yeah, I, I dig fat moms or something. <laughs> it's specifically fat moms. Yeah, I forget the other stuff. So I, I bought her this ticket. This bumper sticker says, only gay cops pull me over. 
<laughs> uh, I got this little cool wall art thing for Oakland that's a stylistic graffiti of, of game systems. Like there's a Nintendo controller, a Game Boy, a PlayStation controller. It's just, just kind of cool. Uh, some conversation cards for me and my wife to, to use. We like, we like those things to help conversations. A set of six big head sitting dolls of Demon Slayer. So it's all the, the main characters. Uh, oh, I got my daughter for a dollar nineteen, Joe. It's just a dollar nineteen. I got her <laughs> the actual Demon Slayer earrings because you know I don't remember the characters' names, but homie with the, I got <laughs> the Hanafuri. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, I got the uh, Tenja. Uh, yeah, Jerry, Tom and uh, Jerry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the, the the almost Japanese flag earrings. <laughs> but I got her a clip on earrings for a dollar. Oh, and for me, um, I got. Uh, Oh, the sister. I forget her name right now. But you put it at the edge of your, you put it on the back of your car, the edge of where the trunk comes up. And it's her pushing the metal up and peeking out with the, the big bite stick in. Um, Good old Nezuko. Nezuko. Thank you. And Tanjiro and, is the brother. Yes. The main character. Uh, and, uh, Boarhead. And in, Inogu and in, Inoko. <laughs> Boris head. Uh, you know, I forget his name. I'm really bad at these names, Joe. I'm horrible. Inosuke. Inosuke. Inoko. Okay, I was close. That was close enough. So, but I got him just doing the rock. Oh, I've determined he's my favorite character. The whole thing. I just love this dude. He's Full bore. Just, oh my God. Wild animal. Uh, uh, breathing stance. None. Full bore. You know, he's just crazy. I love him. Uh, this, this, some kind of do it yourself anime girl diamond coloring plate that, that makes you, lets you make art, fancy art of an, uh, Nazuka, Naruko, Nazuko, Nazuko. I got a huge, dude, I'm going off on a tangent here, but I'm telling you, it's the stupidest crap for the cheapest stuff. And it adds up to like 70 bucks when you blink. I got this. You'll see it in the new studio. I got this full size desk mouse pad of Godzilla facing the, um, uh, it's a famous artist that did these Japanese waves. And I can't remember. It's a, it starts with an H here, here, Hiromoto. Uh, but it's this famous wave painting. And it's got Godzilla going against that wave. I had to get that. I had to get that. I had to get a sticker for my, I had to get a Godzilla sticker for my laptop that says warning and has a diamond around him. I had to get that. Uh, all the things. Just had I had to get, to get all the, the things. The Batman uh, glow in the dark titanium thumb ring. I had to get that. Uh, so yeah, buddy. Uh, Timo, I am nerding out over some Timo right now. It's we'll see. I took a shot. I can lose that money, but it's supposed to be showing up tomorrow or the next day. I can't remember. Um, but yeah. Oh, dude. All right. All right. Your turn to talk. Can you dig it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe you suggested this one. We wrote it down. I don't think so, but okay. Uh, so can you dig it? Sarcastic humor. Sarcastic. I mean, that's the only humor that I've got. What What do you mean? <laughs> can I dig it? You're, you're such a good <laughs> podcaster, Joe. God, you're such a great podcaster. Uh, <laughs> No, so I mean, all I've, got, that, I've, got, right? I've got sarcastic humor and I've got dad jokes. Which do you want? Sarcastic, I guess. <laughs> uh, definitely not dad jokes. So yeah, sar- uh, sarcastic humor, right? There, there's, there's a lot of crowd work comedians on my TikTok, and I actually told Erica that we had a question. I, I looked at, it, I was like, Oprah's 
60 billion questions for dates or something like that. I were coming to Chattanooga to sneak into town and get some Slurpees. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of the things was, if you were to change your career right now, what would you do? And, and her career has been stay-at-home mom. And, and a, an organizer did some other stuff. You know, she's definitely got skills. Uh, but she hasn't worked for money outside the house, really. Uh, she hasn't worked for money inside the house. But anyway, um, that was supposed to be funny, Joe. See, just stop it. Just you're mm. <laughs> bad dad. <laughs> I said I might, if I had to start over right now, I might do stand-up comedian and see how that works. Cause crowd work, but there's a lot of crowd work that I used to be really good at being mean to people, but I, I felt too mean and I took it too far. But crowd work is, you know, messing with you thinking those things. And I can do some of that. And that is a bit of a sarcastic humor, right? Cause they don't really mean the things they're saying about you and it can sting, but it's still pretty funny. Is that you like that kind of humor? Sometimes. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. You're just, you're just, <laughs> this is the late, late, late version of Joe. And I kind of did. Maybe we should have done an 1130 PM Sunday night show for wise and nerdy. Cause then it had been super tired, Joe. Um, <laughs> And who knows what you get with super tired. I'm telling you, uh, folks, I'm telling you, he, he says he's a Mormon. I've never seen the magic underwear. I've never seen the 15 wives and, and his, his, his migraine, his go lightly juice was really his moon Jesus juice in a hangover. So just saying, um, some people really don't get sarcasm. They don't like sarcasm. It depends on who's doing it. But man, Zoe, my youngest, she can get she's but she's hitting that point out. She can have some real zingers, like holy cow. But that she's at an age where she tries too hard and she pushes it. And how old's your oldest? He's about her age. I want He's to say. ten. Yeah. yeah. So you know what I'm talking about that that. The, well, see, he tries to be sarcastic, and he just uses it to lie. That's it. He doesn't. He, he doesn't understand sarcasm. What? What? He just lies. Give, me, give me an example. So like. Um, I don't know. He'll, he'll tell his brother something and he, he's trying to be sarcastic, but he's just lying to him. Okay. And then he'll be like, Oh, I was just being sarcastic. Yeah. Like, no, you weren't. You were just lying. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, my kids went through that. He's too. not, he's not kidding. good at sarcasm. No, no, you were not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, kidding. Just kidding. Um, be like, if you, if you, uh, if you touch my toys, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw your stuff away. Just kidding, I was being sarcastic. Just kidding. <laughs> no, you just didn't want to get in trouble. You're lying. Yeah, I don't remember if I typed it. Now I put it in the show. But I thought you had suggested it for. Um, I think it was in the personal story ideas. I don't remember. Maybe I did write it down. I don't remember what spawned it. What story put it in there? But I, I I really don't like pandering jokes. I don't the ones where you see the punchline come a mile away, or you, you got to pretend to be dumb to to laugh. And I don't mean the bad dad jokes either. You, <laughs> you, you, you you've been to church. I know you just immediately thought of some visiting comedian that, that visited your church, and, and yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Joe. We don't have comedians in our churches. You don't have anybody come like a revivalist or anything that, well, okay. You probably don't do revival. Uh, nope. you don't have a Xenu warrior prince. I don't know. Yeah. You, know, you don't. Nope. So you're just boring as crap. You don't have people telling <laughs> bad 
jokes that they are we, like, oh, yeah, no, that's not funny, dude. We're not morons. You're just like adults. We don't even have any paid clergy at the local level at all. So like, it's like, and even at the, the higher ups, they don't, they're not paid per se, but their uh, living expenses. What does are money have to do with being funny? Poor people are not funny. I, I don't know. I okay, point maybe I'm, lot, maybe I'm so. wrong, but I, I associate bringing in a comedian with paying a comedian to come to your church and do well, a show. Yeah. We don't do that. Uh, I, no wonder, <laughs> your dad, your dad had to balance. How did you dad even go to that church? I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> Possum wielding, Harley ride, NASCAR cheating, Mormon preacher living. I don't, that doesn't fit. It doesn't flow. I don't get it. Um, what would you consider good sarcastic humor versus bad? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't watch enough comedy shows to, to even go like when I think of comedy though, it's not necessarily sarcastic humor. I think of like Jeff Dunham. I like Jeff Dunham. He's got some good stuff in there. Um, yeah. or, <laughs> you really uh, like that. I just did one sound <laughs> and you got it. Good man. I, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeff. <Fafa. laughs> um, <laughs> I kill you. Yeah. I kill you. <laughs> oh, so speaking of Jeff Dunham, and, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I'm going to mention it again. I was in a training class for a week and they brought in a, a training person from outside to do the training class. My manager's name is Akbar. <laughs> the trainer, oh, no. the trainer, <laughs> Never remembered that his name was Akbar and called him Ahmed the entire week. And no. every time I'm sitting there thinking about Jeff Dunham and Jihad on you, Jihad on Jihad on everyone, and, and, oh and I just I, I had to mute my mic and, and oh. laugh. Oh, but yeah, no, like like comedian that I think uh, I think of him. Um, I I think of like. Dave Chappelle and I think of uh, uh, Kevin Shortman. I'm blanking heart. on heart. <laughs> uh, and so, yes, Kevin Shortman. I know, I know who I'm talking about. I, I, heart. Yes, you know who you're talking about. <laughs> Everyone knew who I was talking about when I said Kevin Shortman. <laughs> <laughs> someday, I just picture someday us being on some kind of panel with him and him bringing out this clip and Kevin, Kevin Short, it's, it's all Joe baby it's all it's, <laughs> he, he's bad daddy tonight I don't know what to tell you. Um, so, yeah, so I, I don't I don't think of specific people like sarcastic humor I don't think works on a professional level very well um, I think it it works better if your timing is right in a more personal level with, with like inside jokes. I don't think it works well. Sure. Yeah. In yeah. general, you're talking about building that relationship and trust. And that's what some of the good community yeah. do in their warm up in the opening part of their set. I think about sneeze. <laughs> there goes Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, my wife actually and I talked about that on, on our little drive. Um, there's some nights when I just start picking on something with her and it's just hilarious and it goes, but she does get irritated when 
you know, you push it too far, she starts taking it personal. Like, get over it for get over it, first wife. Uh, which is another <laughs> thing I actually do say to her sometimes. Like, I'll introduce her, and and there's a really really good chance that I forget I even did this on the show and truly follow through with it because how I think it's funny. There's a great chance when I introduce her at the first panel when we do all the volunteers and I introduce everybody, I'll introduce her as my first wife and. Sometimes she laughs and sometimes she doesn't, but that's kind of my <laughs> definition of sarcastic humor to a point or, or cause the bad part, bad version of it. It was like, you know, when somebody says like overtime, no, Oh, thanks. Captain <laughs> obvious. You know, uh, uh, see that can work in some commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, you, oh. now we're getting back into that territory of uh you you telling pandering jokes, Joe, and I just I just can't. And and you know, Kevin Shortman. I, I'm stuck on Kevin Shortman. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I, 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 I said Kevin Hart like almost immediately after. No, I said Hart for you and you <laughs> saved your butt. Thank you. But I guess my my whole thought process, hope dream if you will of being on a panel with kevin hart because you call him kevin short man is my final fantasy and that's how i bring it all back together thank you everybody get out of here good night you these short mans <laughs> follow these nerdy dads on social media charles at rock god of podcasting and joe at joseph underscore art wise and nerdy.com and as always they may not be they may not be uh, your father, but they're your daddy. Woo! Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good save.